Hello, welcome to another exciting episode of the Fan Freaks Podcast. It is I, your uh, fearless Hagrid. <laughs> he wasn't sure. He had fear in his heart. <laughs> the doubt was showing. <laughs> what is it? The uh, shadow creeps. I, I got, uh, I got, uh, I need light in my heartless whatever the Kingdom Hearts reference. No, but it's okay. I could be the one to, to fill your dark soul with light. With light. <laughs> All right. And as uh, he keeps making fun of me for my intro, because I always mess it up some way or somehow, uh, it is Bone King. George, how you doing? Hello, everyone. It is I, the Bone King. And don't wow, worry. That, that's really... I won't do this. I won't do this voice the whole time. Don't worry. I am. A tr- I am accompanied by my good friend, the dude, and alcoholic, which I don't usually do. On yeah, the podcast. we're both drinking uh, Cuba Libres. Just to be a little bit, you know, relaxed and just to to ease our way into the newest episode. I had a lot of stress setting up this uh, this little visual here, but we're Shut all up, good George. now. It's, it's really, all right. <laughs> it's really because you were playing Resident Evil Six. That's why, why do you know about this? Why do you know about I've it? I've been watching your stream on Twitch you TV. You son of a gun. You son of a gun. Okay. Um, so, yeah. No, on Bone King slash TV, whatever. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Bone King. There's a slash there. There's a slash somewhere in there. Anyway, um, we got topics for today. We got all sorts of shit to talk about. Uh, Adrian. Yes. The, the, the commandments, sir. So, listen. Right now, really quick, I really want to talk about Evo. Okay. We just you just did the Smash announcer voice. I so did. We gotta talk about what happened this past weekend. Did you catch Evo at all? Did I catch Evo at all? No, but I did hear about some uh, intense scandals going on there. Some 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 uh, trickery that went a little bit unappreciated. Well, yeah, most likely it'll get sued. <laughs> uh, you can't use someone's voice. Is that the lesson? <laughs> yeah, for for a joke. That might mislead people into thinking that it's going to be DLC for a game. I mean, like... You, want, you want to tell the story or should I? I mean, you you actually should tell the story because I, I didn't see Evo. I just heard about right, this here. so Harada comes out. Uh, Harada is the lead designer for uh, Tekken 7. And he's also in charge of Bandai Namco's... Uh, I, want, I don't know what's a professional term. I don't know what's a professional term. I believe it's uh, community relations, but he's really in charge of like tournament support and things of that. Okay. So he he showed off two new characters for DLC for season three of Tekken Seven, and season three. I remember in our day, that would just be Tekken Eight. Yeah, (laughs) Tekken Eight would be there. It's three years later, Jesus. But Tekken Seven keeps selling and people keep buying it. So it's fair. It's fair. Hey, if it's if it keeps it alive, whatever. I guess. But, but Evo <laughs> released a like snippet of Snake talking to Colonel Campbell from Metal Gear Solid 1. Not even the PS1, the fucking Twin Snakes version. <laughs> and everybody lost their minds assuming that Snake was going to be part of Tekken. And Harada was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no whoa, whoa, wait, whoa, whoa. Let's all fucking whoa. relax here. And no. Evo came out on Twitter was like, hey, it's us. It's a joke. It's us. Then David what, Hader what, came yeah, out. David Hader was pissed. The the voice of Snake was like, "Don't ever use my voice or or Konami's uh, rights property or whatever property right? ever again." So there you go. well, because that that's the legal thing. And the problem with this, especially, is like fighting games and, and video game culture in general. When there's like that little snippet 
of a video at the end. It's usually the big stinger, the big teaser that people will talk about after the trailer. Why would that be the best time to put your joke in? Legit. Because everyone was, like, losing their damn mind. Uh, if there, it was like, there was a lot of good news at Evo. Bro, if it was just like if someone was selecting their character and all of a sudden Snake's voice popped up, that's a joke. Because where, where things he just are still says going. kept you waiting, huh? And, and then like, that's oh it. It's a mod God. or something. You yeah. know what I mean? But but the fact that it's after a presentation and it's like that usually signifies a release or or a reveal of some sort. And then uh, you know, bit him in the ass. So Why are you showing off the Google website? Oh, because I have this open so that we can use it to Google people. Oh, you should have just Googled the picture of Harada. I can. That's that's the joy of this. Check this out. Harada. H-A- Oh, God, it's all dicks. Oh, God, it's all dicks. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he showed off uh, a new character and a returning character for Tekken. Uh, Street Fighter V, now three years after its release, is finally giving us E-Honda. Yep, yeah, one of the know. original OG characters Ooh. in Street Fighter. We've waited three years for him to become DLC. It's not even free. You have to pay for him. Of course, just like how, uh, just like how we're paying for Nightwolf and Sindel and no doubt Reptile down the line. Like, yeah, we did get to see Nightwolf. <sighs> we got to see Nightwolf in uh, the MK11. Uh, some people uh, that won, I want to give uh, you know, like congratulatory, my boy Goichi. Finally, won at Fighters at a rematch of last year's Evo, where he uh, where he played against Fox. Fox then lost uh, one, one MK11. Mm. Props to him, still the best Mortal Kombat player in the world. And then Smash, dude. It I want you to watch it because it was a thing of beauty. Joker won it for for Smash. Smash the guy who who used Joker won. Like he went through and through. Apparently, Joker's like OP. Jo- Joker's got so much shit going on, and I haven't even touched Hero yet, so I don't even know anymore. Apparently, Hero's worse than Joker. I don't know. That's what's gonna be for the DLC for a bit, because even when Bayonetta and Cloud first came out, that was the same shit yeah, that people were like talking Bayonetta about. Bayonetta is considered one of the most toxic characters in Smash Four, mm-hmm. but nobody plays Smash Four anymore. Well, um, why would you know? Uh, but still, MK Leo, a a guy from Mexico, won. And he beat an American at Smash, which is funny considering Smash. You would think like it should be Japanese focused, but I don't think there was a lot of Japanese players in Top Eight. I think it's just whoever wants to. Yeah, it's just you know, it's just random by that point. I'm more curious to see like who are the listings now. Do people just play exclusively, you know, Joker and and high tier people only? Because I always thought the uh, the guy MK Lee was playing was Tweak, and he was using Pokemon Trainer. Wow, that's that's a hard one to, to predict. And he was doing really good, dude. He almost won, but MK Leo just he uh, he changed his gameplay, mm. and Tweak couldn't couldn't figure out a way to beat him. He was so close to winning, dude. All he needed was to win one more game, and he would have done it. Wasn't there? There's also a um. Hey, what's up, Jesus? Uh, King K. Rule is awesome, I know. Uh, his belly is to, to be... Dog, but nobody... Honored. I don't think he made top eight, dog. Jesus. I don't think he made top I eight. I saw a, vict- uh, a video the other day, and it was like, uh, you know, what it's like to main anybody. It was from Caleb City. And the first person he talks about, like, people who are assholes, whoever mains this character is an asshole, first one's Richter. And I'm like, son of a bitch! 
Son of a bitch. And then on the, Oh, that's like, your main? That's my main, Richter, of course. And then on the list at the bottom, it's like, oh yeah, Richter sucks. Anyone who uses uh, projectiles is a fucking cheap character. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Okay, sure. I'm sorry I like to manage my projectiles. What a dick. It's in the game. It's in the I game. know. This is what I hate about people that are like, oh, you're zoning? You're zoning? You suck, man. You no, suck. no, no. But that was, that was the beauty of that video, the Caleb City video, is that he just kept on going through every character, essentially, and every single one of them was not cool to main. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you, but isn't that, that's what I like to see about Smash, is that, still thick boy, yeah. that you can make any character work super well if you know how to use them, and that's what I guess is about making it balanced, right? Yeah. It's the whole thing about balancing. I just want to see more balancing. I want to see these assholes fucking take Olimar up there. You know what I mean? I want to see, like, uh, fucking... I don't even know. Who else? Game, does Mr. Game & Watch make the top ones? Like, Not to my knowledge. I know Rob does. I was about to say him, but I know he's a fucking monster, so... Like, fuck. Uh, actually, Smash Ultimate was, like, the biggest tournament. It mm. had almost 4,000 people Holy sign up. Shit. It was eight people short of 4,000. They had to cut it off there. They were like four- at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. Four thousand player match, dude. The particle effects. <laughs> it would be ridiculous. Um, what else can we talk about from uh, Evo? For Evo, uh, I didn't get a date for Banjo Kazooie. I didn't get a summer. No, date. no, because we still have Hero just came out, so they still have to like. Can you check there through the Google machine? I can. I will to see if there's any date for my boy Banjo Kazooie. Banjo is what else? State. Oh, uh, Doom one, two, and three. Fall two thousand. Fall two thousand nineteen is what I got here. Ooh. So right. it's not. It's still some time, but hey, it's That's soon. Like in a month. Yeah, I mean, whatever. But fall could mean anything. It could be in September, October, November. So yeah, spooky times are coming. I know. So you could expect uh, a lot of new content from Bone King. Let me tell you, because that's that's when I really kick it I into high gear. I just don't want to watch any more Resident Evil Six. That's too bad, because guess what, guys? This is a good segue, real quick. Um, as you've noticed, I actually have this bottle of alcohol, which I've never had any alcohol near me whatsoever. But since my friends, they do this thing called um, drunk streaming on Fridays. And I decided to join them, and I was like, hey, you know what would be cool? If we all play the Resident Evil 6 campaign, but each each two of us, all the pairs, you know, pair off into the different campaigns. So I have one me and my friend Barb, one me and my friend Pixel, and then they'll have one of them too. You know what I mean? So we, we really even out the cast, get all the different dynamics involved, and just really poke fun at Resident Evil 6. And holy shit, I was laughing so hard the first stream. And you can find it on my YouTube channel, I'll be posting it. But like, just what was uh, what was your campaign again? The first one we did was Leon and Helena. Oh. Uh, I was Leon and Barb was Helena. Uh, like it's just funny I because I hate Helena. But, well, Helena, huh, huh. the thing that's the thing about Resident Evil Six is like I feel like they had some potential with the character designs at the very fucking least, but they didn't do Excuse anything you, with the character. Helena, you mean the alternate costume for Claire Redfield? Uh, yes, yeah, and uh, well, also, uh, Hunnigan also wears the alternate costume of Sheva and Claire Redfield. Oh, legit, yeah. The business outfit. Jeez. They just swap it amongst the female members. <laughs> just share that shit, I guess. But either way, um, the, the stream has been hilarious, and I 100% suggest you guys Jesus hit us up says on Friday. Jesus hero is super broken. I can imagine, because when I saw his, like, list of moves, it was like... 
I don't even know how you're gonna. I don't even know like how you're gonna manage that shit. But if you do, it's probably gonna be really good. Yeah, you and Jesus still have to get a game of Smash. Sure, I, I play you know Richter all day, and uh, I swap off to Cloud and Lucina. Fucking sword people, man. They're fast, and actually, the thing about Cloud though is like he's hard hitting like Ike, but a little bit floatier. So I kind of like him because he's better at recovery. And first off, it's Final Fantasy, so it's always a plus. <laughs> um, so did we cover Evo? Is that yeah? That's it for Evo. I, I, oh, well, oh, well, Janimba is coming out, and we saw some uh, new new stuff of Gogeta, but that's it for fighters and MK11. We saw Nightwolf. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to also mention really quick. There was a another. Um, God, I don't know if it was Blaz Blue or or Guilty Gear, but there's a new Guilty Gear using the Dragon Ball Z fighters like graphics engine. Oh yeah, because that, that looks nuts. System works. Yeah, I know, but like it's they're. Do you see what they did to it? They're evolving it to like the camera sways around and the backgrounds change on the astro. It, it looks amazing. Like I say, uh, look it up. <laughs> last thing, uh, really big. We have the front main the character for Samurai Showdown, mm. um, which is. A really big SNK game, like it got a lot of attention at Evo because mm-hmm. it was one of the main games, and that character showing up as a guest character for Soul Calibur Six. Wow, Nito, you know, so it's... they're promoting it as Soul Calibur Six versus Samurai Showdown. That's awesome because, like, I actually consider myself to be somewhat of like a casual to somewhat devoted Soul Calibur fan as I played Soul Calibur or Soul. What was it called in the original? It wasn't Soul Calibur. It was Soul Blade. Something like that. Soul Edge. Something like that. Soul Edge 1, and then it was Soul Calibur 2, and then Soul Calibur 3 or whatever. And it was fun. I love the creative character, so I didn't think you needed any fucking bonus characters. But then they well, added 2 in the fucking... Soul Calibur 2, we had the best Oh yeah, that was Link. characters. We had Link, we had Spawn, Spawn we had Heihachi. Yeah. And then Soul Calibur 4, we had Darth Vader and, and Yoda. And Starkiller, don't forget. Right. <laughs> right. That that guy, he was um, he was also there. But then five, you had Ezio, and it was like, oh, okay. It was a bit of a stretch. And then six, we got uh fucking Geralt, uh Geralt from fucking Witcher. I guess people really like Witcher, and that's fine. I guess I was more excited for when they revealed two B, and I was like, what two B? Yeah. <laughs> I guess it was two B expected. Anyway, um, one other thing I wanted to mention um, <laughs> about Evo, uh, that whole snake thing isn't even completely out of, like, the realm of possibility, because that was the same, like, way that they revealed Negan in Tekken 7. Yeah, but so... Negan in Tekken 7 actually had gameplay. With the reveal? I thought in the, yes. when it first showed him off, he, it was a shadow with, like, a thing over his shoulder. Uh, to my understanding, there was gameplay for Okay, well, I don't know. You know what? You know what? No, you're right. Yes, but Harada himself showed it off. Right, right. But Harada himself didn't show off uh, Snake. So this is the lesson to be learned for anyone. If you learn anything from this podcast, if you run a video game, like if you're running a video game competition or anything of the sort, don't, don't make a joke about adding a character or or like cameoing a character because that's the kind of stuff that sells your game and if you can't back up a promise that makes you look bad right yeah i mean evo itself looks fucking terrible doing that so yeah lesson learned uh don't 
try and show off characters that aren't actually in your game. <laughs> so to wrap up the gaming thing, I think you should talk about what you wanted to talk about, which was, I, I believe, a certain video game publisher. Oh, Activision. Little, little Activision. Yeah, no. So um, you guys may have heard um, through the interwebs and a lot of different stuff, especially Jimquisition. As you know, I'm a very big follower of you know the cult god that is Jimquisition, I guess. Uh, and like he brought to, to light this whole thing about Crash Team Racing. Because granted, I'm not even that big of a Crash Team Racing fan in general. Mario Kart's better in my opinion. I liked Mario Kart. Now I'm having second thoughts. But regardless of that... Um, oh, because you lose? <laughs> yeah, well, it's a little bit more than that. But yeah, pretty much. Uh, but no, Crash Team Racing, like, I remember hearing from everyone, oh my god, it's it's almost equal to Mario Kart, it's it's amazing game, there's so much shit you can do, great, awesome. So when it was re-released with the new fucking remake, people were really enjoying it, and I was like, awesome, I'm glad that games are being made for the enjoyment of it. It reviewed well, fucking people enjoyed it, that should be it, right? And then you just kind of support it as it goes forward. But no, Activision decided, hey best idea and the smart business tactic that we have is we're going to go ahead and retroactively add the microtransactions after everyone's already reviewed it so they can't review it negatively for the microtransactions. So that means that like the game that everyone buys on the release day is not going to be like what it will be. It's, it's literally a wolf in sheep's clothing until they decide to just swap it on you. Like, this is the kind of shit, I'm sorry, that I feel like we need to take a stand on and be like, no, no, I'm not going to buy any extra premium currency. I know you're going to ruin the game's pacing just to make it so that this shit is super grindy and inspire me to go buy some fucking new premium currency. But no, no, I'm not going to do that. So I feel really bad for people who are playing Crash Team Racing, but like, guys, keep playing it the way you did. Don't let this fucking asshole of a company try and change how you play this game just so that they can make a quick buck i'm sorry you know what i mean uh, that's my soapbox thank you everyone <laughs> to just piggyback off that i, I would like to say that uh, activision in of itself this isn't the first time it's done this oh my god no uh yeah. call of duty modern warfare remastered they sold dlc for a almost at the time, was like a 10-year-old game. Well, wasn't it that in order to get the HD remaster of Call of Duty 4, you had to pre-order the deluxe edition of whatever fucking Call yeah, of Duty was, was going on? Yeah, it was the Infinite on. Warfare special edition or whatever. So, like, you couldn't even fucking play it until after and all this bullshit. And then they did DLC on top of it. You were coming to my TED Talk. Yes. This this is the kind of thing that I want to start bringing more attention to on the podcast because, like, Dreamquisition can't be the only person talking about it. You know what I mean? Like... He can't be the only one who's calling this shit out, but it and we don't say anything. Activision's EA, it's Bethesda now. Oh, Bethesda God. now, I used to be one of my favorite game publishers of all time. Yeah, but Wolfenstein Youngblood is filled to the brim with microtransactions, and it's a cooperative shooter. It doesn't have mm. a competitive multiplayer. It it's filled with microtransactions and its own in-game currency. Yeah. Even though it's like a $20 game, good, I guess. It's like an add-on, but seriously. It's like, not what an the excuse hell? to ruin the pacing of your game just because you want to give it at a lower price. It's like, yeah, I get it. The game's $20, whatever, but you're ruining the pacing of your game just because you want to sell me this extra shit. Not only that, how often do you use your, your Switch at home with a stable internet connection versus how often do you play it on the go, perhaps? Hmm. 
See, that's because an interesting right thing, now, though. Right now, mm. for Doom 1, Doom 2, and Doom 3, you can have them on the Switch. Great. You get to play Doom on the go, which is great. But you have to have a constant internet connection and sign up with Bethesda.net and make an account. Right, right. For a 30-year-old game. That can doesn't liter- make any sense. That can literally be played on most fax machines. It is it is that fucking convertible I've seen Doom game. be played on a TI-85. Man. Yeah, and nowadays you could have it on a fridge, I'm sure, because of the computers they have yeah. there. But regardless of that, this is, this is the kicker, though. It's like, when asked, why did you do this? They went, oh, no, it was to reward the players, to give them that option of connecting and seeing leaderboards online. It's like, no, 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 We can do that by just, like, sending you information. What you're asking for is a 24-7 feed of information because you want to have that knowledge so that you can fucking do whatever data bullshit with it and learn how to use that against us and how to further our fucking time in these other microtransaction-heavy games. I know that's what you're doing because that's the only reason why you'd want to keep track of every single thing I do as opposed to just uploading data. I'm sorry. It's a sad state of affairs, brother. And I'm tired of them going around and saying, no, we're doing it for you. No one asked for these. No one. Literally no. Like, if you want to add online leaderboards and shit, fine, you know what? But in my experience, those always get modded and hacked anyway, even if they are connected to an online thing. So the best way to do it is just to do it yourself on a website or an app or fuck, have a YouTube channel. I don't give a fuck, but don't fucking make it so that you ruin the pacing of your game. Make sense? I'm sorry, but that, that shit gets me so hard because a lot of my favorite companies and games are just like turning into this shit now. Hard. Yes, very hard. Excruciatingly hard even. You should see it. Yeah, it is a pain lasting for more than four hours, okay? Uh, speaking of pains, I would like to tell you what's not a pain to watch, and it was oh. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Ah, I did that, not see this, yes. That shit was pretty fucking good. Uh, I want to say, though, it needs work on the pacing, because like every Tarantino movie, he has issues with pacing. And just like every Tarantino movie, there is a shot. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Could Tarantino has an issue with pacing? I mean, he kind of changes it up, but what do you mean? Because he, the, the chapters. Movies, okay, the Django Unchained had issues with pacing. Death Proof has issues with pacing. Uh, Pulp Fiction was a fucking classic. Reservoir Dogs was a classic. Jackie Brown uh, could be trimmed a little bit by the editing. The editing was not that good. When I think of and Kill, then Bill. Kill Bill, Volume Two, Volume One was breakneck, but Volume Two. There's parts where it just grinds to a halt. Well, because it's a western and it slows down. But I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, in the the first part, it's a fucking martial arts revenge film. Mm. But then the second part, it it becomes a complete western. Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking of that plus Reservoir Dogs, which is like really well paced. Yes, and it, you know, <laughs> but he, he does tend to have that issue. Okay, okay. And there's films where he makes that work. That's why Reservoir Dog works. That's why Inglorious Bastards works. That's why uh, Hateful Eight works versus oh, the Django and Shane. The Hateful Django and Shane, I feel, was pretty poorly paced. It's a good film. It's a good film, nonetheless. Um, this is the ninth film of Tarantino. Hmm. Uh, supposedly the tenth one it will be his last one, which will be the Star Trek movie, which is going to go for a hard R. 
Okay. I mean, like, we'll see how that know, goes. I don't know how Star Trek would work with a hard R. But... I don't think you need to be hard R to do Star Trek at all. Like, but okay. I mean, it's been proven several, but I mean, whatever. Hey, and that's the thing with Tarantino. I'll see with this new movie, like, if the pacing, if there are pacing issues, in my opinion, I don't know. But in my experience, dude, he is usually breakneck. He's usually very quick in the this pace one, unless it's supposed to like signify something with it being so this slow. one you probably won't understand what's going on till the third act mm. uh which however has it's a really fun third act once upon a time in hollywood is fun it's the cinematography is great. Are you telling me to go closer to the mic? Um, yes, I'm telling you to speak into the mic. I see you in the you, webcam. You're talking to the webcam. You told me to do this. Yes. Not this. Okay. This is what you told me to do. No, no, no. Not now, this. now I want you to do this. Fine, yes. then we'll do this. But don't move. Don't move. <laughs> it's okay. Niño, yo no entiendo. Coño, man. Hey, look, this is, listen. <laughs> no one said this podcast was bilingual and you will stop it. All right. It is so, quadrilingual. I will say this, Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, is not my favorite Tarantino film. Okay, fair it, enough. It is not. It is, however, one of the best shot movies he's ever done. Whoa, that's a big fucking claim because he's... Not one of the best written. Because he's... One mm. of the best shot. Like, that cinematographer, whoever his DP was, I will kiss that man on the mouth because some of those shots are beautiful. George, I actually recommend you watch it, but it is a bit long. It's a little over two hours, uh, bordering on three. There's going to be a four-hour cut that he's going to release on Netflix. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, I really loved it. If you were to ask, It ain't no Pulp Fiction. That's, that's no. Says. I mean, look. We'll, Dude, fuck off. Look, we'll, Pulp Fiction's we'll, good. We'll be sure to talk about it, like, when I actually see it, and maybe next time we, we're able to do the podcast, we can have a spoiler cast on it. I, you I, know what I mean? Look, I, you know what? We're going to do a Tarantino-focused podcast. I swear to God. Sounds like a plan. And you know who I want here for that? I want Paul Anthony Yosis, American culture critic. Mm, that'd be a good one, yes. Fan Freaks Residence movie critic, because that's one dude we could all argue with over how good a movie can be right right in terms of pacing and, and I'm, I'm sure he he's knows he studied the shit so yeah. yeah you and i are amateur filmmakers so we could just like bitch at him like no but you have to understand i don't know about i never okay i never said i was a filmmaker i was a film critiquer <laughs> i only talk shit about films thank you very much you've never made a movie I, I I've written a script. Uh, I've written a couple scripts actually, but it's like feature never... or shorts. No shorts, bro. What the fuck? Am I gonna write like a full on fucking thing that takes my whole life? Uh, why Why haven't we shot it? Please have BVS in that. Tarantino was not in charge of BVS. I don't understand. Batman vs Superman is a fucking terrible movie. You have to let it go. We have to let this go. You What's next? Go. What's next on the docket? What's next? We're reaching the halfway point, uh, my friend. Actually, there's a lot of things to talk about. Let's uh, barrel in, buddy. Uh, August 10th, I believe, is this Saturday? Is it this Saturday? I, I don't Can know if you're you asking check? me. Because you have the computer right <laughs> What am I checking? What do I Google? No, I love it. I understand that you love it. It's a fucking terrible movie. What do I Google? Dude, on the bottom right corner, just click on the time. It should tell you. It should pull up a calendar. On the bottom right. What do you want to know? 
is August 10th this Saturday. Okay, thank you. That's yes, it is. Okay, great. This Saturday. August <laughs> 10th. I'm like, I'm like, what do you want to know? Look it up. What do you want to know? It's on the bottom right. <laughs> what do you want to know? I'm glad he listens to his co-host. Um, co-host. We're aren't all, we co-hosts? We're both. Co- co- we're both hosts. <laughs> That's what co-hosts. Shh, quiet, you. What's next on the docket? <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, this Saturday, uh, Fan Freak's other home, Multiverse Core Comics, is having its two-year birthday party anniversary thing. Oh, happy birthday. Um, They're having this big event. It's usually for Smash. I don't know how he's going to do it. But uh, John Boy Myers is going to be there. He's a talented writer. He's currently working on Superman right now for DC. Mm-hmm. Um, and... If you go there, you could get swag and free movie tickets to watch Angel Has Fallen or Ready or Not. He's going to have two movie reps giving out shit if you go to the anniversary. It's kind of like their big thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, just please go. It's a local thing. 14234 Southwest 8th Street here in Miami, Florida. And guys, come on. Free tickets. Free like, tickets. You're gonna see the movies anyway. It doesn't cost save anything. some money. Yeah, it doesn't cost anything to just show up, say hey, fan freak sent me. You know, be a little bit of a local, you know, dude, local scenester for a second just to get the free tickets. Then, bam. <laughs> okay. and then on Friday is the Kickstarter event that starts off for Incident Report Number One. Mm-hmm. Uh, George, you might not know this, but I actually also have a shindig where i work for a side dig not a shindig not a shindig wow that rum is good uh, a bone so dig? uh i need a refill of side I, rum. I, I, yeah we we will when we wrap this oh, up oh no yeah we're heading up so, to the halfway point so attic door media is kind of my friends we work together uh mary brian mark brian and i met one faithful night on Halloween night. Really good guy. Sounds he like is my literally kind of my doppelganger. Oh? Like, he and I are super, like, on point. The only thing is, like, he's super into PC gaming and I'm into console gaming. So. Uh, therefore, he's just completely just uh, so unsalvageable. Just yeah. But uh, he and I, you know, we're very relatable in a lot of things, but he turned me on to this, and now they're, they, they've they created a comic book universe. All right. And what are they doing to to promote this comic book universe, my friend? Well, you can find them on Instagram. You can find them on all the social media pages as Adagor Media, and they're doing a Kickstarter event mm. for Incident Report Number 1, which is their main comic book that they're doing, just to help them get published. Come on, guys. I'm going to throw in money. If George had money, he would throw in money. Yep, yep. That that yep. I'm trying uh, to buy a new table, folks. <laughs> the the cover art is going to be done by Paulina Guancho, who uh, has done a couple of Marvel one shots covers. Mm-hmm. There's there's just a lot to support here. Yeah, and guys, if you usually bitch about the big two, which is Marvel and DC. Support an indie person. Not only that, support an indie company that's here, fucking grassroots as well, mm-hmm. and it's a they're all freaks. They're all fan freaks. Let's support ourselves, right? 100%. And, dude, that's the thing about finding local talent and stuff like that is, like, that's how the most unique shit is made. So, like, if you are thirsting for something different besides, as he said, the big two, then 
really, this is what you do, is you go looking in other places. And, you know, it wouldn't hurt just to check out the page, see if you like the art, and see where it goes from there. I'm no actually going to post you to up force the anything. art. I'll post up some well, of the art. show some examples. Yeah, I'm going to post up the art following the podcast. Obviously, I'm not going to do it now because my attention's on you. Right. So, real quick, we're going to go ahead and take a little bit of a break. We're just going to go ahead uh refill our drinks and get the next segment underway. Um, stick around. <laughs> we'll be right back after these words from our sponsor. Hello, everyone. This is Bone King, and you're listening to the Fan Freaks Podcast, hosted proudly on the Fan Freaks Facebook group. That's F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S Fan Freaks. Welcome back. <laughs> Alrighty, so, uh, dude, I got one question for you real so quick. So, you're chilling with the dude and the king. What's up? Yes, you're back on the Fan Freaks podcast with Dude and the King, yes. Um, I want to ask you real quick, um, you were talking about a Kickstarter before we left. Yes. Uh, incident report, you said? Yeah, so... What was it, a, what is that, because I, I, I think it sounds familiar, but I, I want to know what this one is about, so that way I get it clear. What What's this one about? I don't know how it could sound familiar. Sounds like Michigan Report from Hell. I've never heard. Okay. I'll be happy to show you Michigan Report from Hell as soon as we're done here. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> Incident Report uh, is basically kind of like a slice of life buddy cop uh, Oh yeah. comic book. But uh-huh. it's based on what would people do if they had superpowers but didn't fight crime. Mm-hmm. If that piques your interest at all. Uh, that's that's generally what that comic is for. So it's like a, a group of anti-heroes, I guess? Not really. They're just regular people dealing with the fact that they have powers. Huh. More everyday uses for superpowers, yeah, I suppose? Yeah. Uh, think of it like like everyone has powers, but now how do you deal with that mm-hmm. type of thing? Um, that's fair. That sounds Mary and cool. Brian uh, wrote the story outline, and they kind of told me what the universe is. And they told... I don't... I don't want to say a lot with, without spoiling, but it's really, like, it's funny and upbeat, but at the same time, obviously mm. there's things to move the plot. But, man, one of the things that gets me is the fact that they're looking at it very much like an X-Men story type of thing, where mm. the powers are a not a gift. You know mm. what I mean? Right, right. Because you, you that's the, the problem with got. cape shit. Cape shit either is usually the powers are... The power is yours. Okay, that's an anime shit. <laughs> is, is that really... Is <laughs> Captain Planet it. anime? Captain Planet. The, the power is yours is freaking Captain Planet. I don't know, it sounded like it. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> anime mean. is... Anim- shonen anime is... Uh, I believe in my friends. Yes. And my friends help me win. We you know? fight to find that answer. Uh, no, the problem with cape shit that I find is that either the power's a gift or the power that the hero has is a curse. So mm. you either reject the call or answer the call. It just really depends on the story. Here, I'm, I'm really interested in what's going to happen. I'm curious I'm, to see, like, what's the next, like, um, thing getting in the character's way. Like, what's the focal point? It's got to be more Not only that, the story personal. is... From the viewpoint of like two cops that are specifically tasked Ooh. with dealing with these powers. 
That's an interesting viewpoint to definitely start from. <clears throat> so, I mean, hey, that'll definitely be uh, on my list of uh, reads if it ever gets published, guys. So if you guys want me to read and get more into comic books, you know what to do. Considering <laughs> the fact that I lent him this months ago. Why are you doing this? Months ago. See why, this? Why, you why see are you this? doing this? The podcast can't read. see. The podcast can't see. No, no, no. I mean, the one on Spotify oh. will not be able to see what you're doing. You're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, so it's uh, Alex Ross's Marvel's book, mm. which was written by Kurt Busiek. I lent him. I hear it's Big Dick. I don't know. And he won't fucking read it, guys. He well, won't read it. Well, you know what? What I, I'll tell you what I am doing. Okay. What I am doing is listening to that new Tool fucking single that just dropped. <laughs> Fear inoculum, boys. How we doing? How we feeling about it? Uh, I'm a little bit like. I'm a I, little bit. Cunty. I haven't been grabbed by it just yet, mainly because. Wait, I, they only release a single. Yeah. It's not the full album. No. The I thought it was the full album. That's later. That's later. But you know what? Right now we got fear inoculum. It sounds pretty okay. It. I feel like it has bits of schism in it, and I know I'm kind of losing uh, Adrian on this one, but it's like. It's got I've bits of his other stuff. Schism. Okay, it, it feels like schism, but like, I don't know. I, I feel like it doesn't have that. Are you sure identity. we're live? Because I don't see us live on Facebook. I'm live on two different platforms right now. Oh my god! You can resume the same stream. Holy I didn't. Shit. I didn't resume the same stream. I just I went on standby. Oh, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Anyway. Oh my bad. Continue. No, it's cool. It's cool. Um, but no, yeah, so what I've been doing really has been listening to that, and, um, I'll tell you right now in a sec, oh god. And it's only on Spotify? Uh, no, actually, they opened up their, their entire library for iTunes, Spotify, a whole bunch of stuff, so if you really want to get into Tool, now is the time. Nice, nice of you to do that, Maynard. About fucking time, Maynard, I'm sorry, like, as much as I love his music, like, he's, he's really, yeah, he's kind of up his (laughs) own ass, unfortunately. He's a dick. And he uh, has a song called Maynard Dick. Next podcast, we'll have Maynard on the show. <laughs> Fucking, could you imagine? That'd be incredible. But basically, I've been trying to get back into my metal roots for a bit and fucking Tool and some Rammstein and shit. Rammstein um, was so fucking... Boss, yes, I know. We talked about it with Vinny on the podcast. That yeah. Rammstein, great shit. Great move. Um, but yeah, no, I've been listening to that kind of stuff. Haven't really watched any movies recently, but I have been playing Resident Evil 6. You mentioned that in the first part. Yes, I know. I mentioned the stream, but uh, I want to mention a couple things about Resident Evil 6 in general that I think you you would know, because obviously, you know, Resident Evil... Regardless of the stream, and regardless of the fun times we had while drunk, there were times where I was like, there's something good, there's like a good idea here, but then it was, like, performed badly. And what I mean by that is something like, There's a lot of NPC dialogue in Resident Evil 6, especially in Leon's campaign, where it's like you have these characters who, if they were in any other Resident Evil game, probably would even have their own chance at being their own main characters. But it's just that we have this weird dependency on making these like veterans be superheroes and the only ones that can withstand the whatever who what's it's. Am I making sense to you? Like Leon is like some sort of crazy superhero by this point. Who can like backflip off a motorcycle and do shit that no normal human can. And it loses a little bit of that edge when the game is trying to make you feel vulnerable. You know what I mean? Well, considering the fact that 
this is the only Resident Evil game I know. Veronica did it as well. But mm-hmm. this one lets you do wield. And you let it be like on the floor, crawling backwards, shooting. I, You know, but the thing is, I like those movement options. They're great for, for gameplay control. Like, seriously, Mercenaries is amazingly fun with them. The only problem is, is that they never really scaled things correctly. Like, you're you're able to punch on command, which just opens up all, like, these different melee moves and make everything fucking trivial. Like, if it wasn't for the, f- the, the melee attacks, the game would probably be a lot more tense. It would probably feel a lot more like Remake, Resident Evil 2 Remake. Just a regular over-the-shoulder fucking just lower down the, the ammo and the amount of things you fight. And, and it would be a lot the better. Bullet sponge of the give the, the enemies that are there more health, but because you could kill zombies in Leon's campaign in RE6 like with four hits. But that's the thing is like in order to compensate for that, they give you a shit ton of zombies, and you're just burning through them like nothing. So I feel like they, if they just had faith in their own goddamn gameplay, it probably would have been a better like. Wait, experience. wait. But let me ask you this: with with saying that about RE6. Does that devalue your experience with RE2 Remake? No, not at all. Because, in fact, RE2 Remake... Or does it make you appreciate it more? RE2 made me appreciate, um, you know, thought put behind uh, uh, pacing and whatnot. And not necessarily like... How do I put this? Something like Remake was more focused on player experiences on their own. Like having their own scenarios build up from a certain amount of variables that could happen. So, like, Mr. X wanders the whole building, so that could lead into a whole bunch of different types of situations where there could be a scary moment. It's not a specifically timed, like, haunted house jump scare. Because that's what Resident Evil 6 does. It does set pieces. It'll say, hold L3, and you gotta look over to the right and see the thing they want you to see. Whereas it feels more organic in Resident Evil 2 Remake, because it's not having the camera just fucking whiplash you towards what you need to see. Mm. It makes it part of the actual experience. And that's why I feel like, bro, someone could mod. I will go on record. Someone could mod RE6 and make it a better game. It's easy. The way that it is right now, if you just change some of the damage values, the enemy loadouts, or whatever the fuck, it could actually be really good, in my opinion. But uh, as of right now, I don't know. <laughs> so... May I interject with what I've yes. been playing? Because no, yeah, I'm done. That's I only had one thing. That's why I went off on it. <laughs> I, I we're not a Resident Evil podcast. I just want that to be known. We oh, just, but we will be. We just always over end, time. We just always end up talking about. It's what I'm playing. What do you want from me? I can't. I can't play things I don't want to play. I mean, I see all these games. I anyway, see, I have all these games. They're all Resident Evil in there. What are you kidding? <laughs> It's just placebo uh, boxes. So I got back into playing Fallout 4. Uh, oh, God. Okay. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I really don't know why. Uh, but I I got it really cheap, the Game of the Year edition. I never played any, say. any of the DLC. Uh-huh. So because the DLC, even after a year, they were selling it for 50 bucks. I was like, damn you. Yeah, because they want their money, and they, they don't even care. It's it's pretty so, horrible. So, I found it with the DLC, the Game of the Year edition, for like 25 bucks at GameStop. So, I just picked it up, bought it. And, man, with mods, it's a lot of fun. Uh, but I will say, since I've been exploring more of Fallout 4, 
Never end. <laughs> I've also been like watching some YouTubers, and I found something out very interesting. Now, this is going to lead into somewhat of a spoiler for, for Fallout Fall 4. 4. Uh, all right. Well, going to give you a bit of a head start. Anyone who's listening who... Uh, That's why I stay quiet. Fallout 4, if you really cared about the story on that one, we'll see you next time. <laughs> they apparently cut an ending from one of the factions that you could like take over. Hmm. Which is the Brotherhood of Steel. They cut out the Brotherhood of Steel ending? Well, they gimped it. So what happened was, uh, apparently modders like looked through the game files, as they do, hmm. and they found out that there's scripts for it, and scripted event for it, for you to take over the Brotherhood of Steel chapter that's in Fallout 4. Which hmm. drastically changes the game. Not only could you take over, you could choose someone else to take over it, and who you choose could be a synth, which is, you know, the, the robot the yeah. fucking person. The red thing. scare of that game. The red scare of that game. Good point. But could you imagine the dynamic of that? Where the Brotherhood of Steel throughout the entire game were like, we have to kill the synths, and then boom, oh, you're leading the synths. The the synths are leaving. yeah a synth in in control that'd be actually some good dramatic irony if you fucking had some guy who was like no I need to guide them so they don't kill all my robots Ricky please tell me you watch fucking Evo Ricky's watching yes please tell me you watch Evo but, but still Fallout wait, wait, you, 4, you're playing this on PC or, or PS4 I'm playing it right now on PS4 okay because that's that's the thing though it's like you're talking about how much better it is with mods uh Bethesda Bro. release of Fallout 4 and Skyrim with mods. Okay, but dude, that's, on the console. But that ha that's fucking what's it called? Easy potatoes. I know that's not the phrase, but that it's small potatoes to the fucking mod capabilities of these things on PC, man. I understand like, that, but I'm not gonna dump six hundred bucks on a gaming PC right now. What? You don't need to even dump six hundred bucks. The PC and that I don't you showed like right a now. Keyboard. Okay, all the this is the standard excuses for people who don't play PC. I get it. It's fine. You don't have to become a PC gamer, but even your laptop that I see right now can play Fallout 3. Can play Fallout New Vegas. Dude, I would love to play New Vegas. And then we and then you you, you see that PS4 Whoa. controller? You see that PS4 controller you have? You plug that shit right into your PC and oh my god, it works. That's actually how I was playing Left 4 Dead with you. It's almost like they already anticipated all of these problems. It was just very terrible. The well, fucking UI for for uh, putting in the button configuration is terrible. I mean, but then again, Left for Dead Two is like a fucking what ten year old game. Eh, but it's they really weren't good. expecting the PS4 controller. They were no. expecting like like I feel with that I have to play a 360 controller. The PS4 works just fine, though, because it, it just reads it as a PS3 controller that's, like, a higher fucking yeah. quality, so it, it really wouldn't change too much. Um, but no, I'm glad to, I'm glad you're trying out mods, because once you try out those mods, you can start to try out some of the fucking real crazy ones on PC. Like, yeah. they get really out there. T to be honest, like, one of the mods I wish I really want to use is the Macho Man Randy Savage uh, <laughs> Ooh, Dragon yeah. mod. For Skyrim, and that's like the thing that I want. I'm oh. a huge wrestling fan. Uh, SummerSlam. Who's, this Sunday, who's that? By the way. Who's oh. that on your shirt? Is that a Mr. Steve Austin? Yes. <laughs> that was my favorite growing up, by the way. 
That's a lot of people's favorite. Uh, but yeah, this uh, this Sunday is SummerSlam. Two weeks ago, he showed up on Raw and he like stunned a McMahon just for <laughs> old time's sake. Um, Memories. Actually, really funny, George. Uh, mm. Stone Cold stopped drinking and he's now using weed for pain medication. That's good for him, dude. That's good for him. Cause it, because the alcohol was like fucking up his liver. So mm. he was like... Uh, he brought it up, I think, on his podcast where they were talking about like alternatives, and one of the alternatives was CBD oil and weed, and he started smoking and using CBD oil. It's just that I don't know anything, and I'm not going to pretend like I'm a doctor. I don't, I don't know any real health facts about anything. No, but I just know that drinking but over time into, but but drinking over like as much as that gentleman dro- uh, drink, you know, I, I'm just happy he's taking a break. I guess you know whatever. <laughs> no, no, but like, uh, we're getting to a point where weed is going to become like accessible for everybody. The NFL, one of the biggest sports thing in the world, is finally letting go simply because a couple of states in the mm-hmm. country allow medicinal use. And gee, if you fucking get hit in the head a hundred times in a fucking game, wouldn't you want some weed to chill out? Because you get fucking a lot of pain it in that. It just reminds me of that Not Another Teen movie. The the ongoing gag of the guy who's like, he has three concussions left. And then he keeps getting each one of the concussions in each act yeah. of the film. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Damn. That shit's Damn. whack. <laughs> I, oh, no. That's I'm such only, a good movie. I'm only here to say things such like, a good Damn, movie. or that's whack. <laughs> it's that's... like, do you know where she is? No. Damn, that's whack. Bro, none of the team movie is what put Chris Chris Evans on the fucking map for oh, me, shit. by the way. Jose, what's up? Shout out to Oregon. Jose is uh an admin as well as George's of Fan Freaks. Oh. Um I want to mention real quick, because you, you brought up Skyrim. Uh one other thing I did start doing besides Resident Evil 6, as I was trying to troubleshoot shit for the stream, um, I tested it on Skyrim. Cause I added a mod right okay i had this idea i was gonna do like a free play thing like a really quick stream just to test out the equipment and actually you brought this up on last week's podcast right so now i got it working because before i was trying to get it working and it wasn't even doing that so now i can record it just fine but like the time stop with the hook shot it's like now instead of it just being like a magic spell that stops time it's a ring you literally get two rings, one that speeds up time and one that slows down time. And you could literally just be like, ring on, slow time, fucking grapple hook, ring off, and you'll just like slink away and they won't even know. Like, it's you're so fucking fast and just jumping from rooftop to rooftop and then fucking... This I, is a mod. Right? This is a oh, mod. All right, all right. And then there's another mod that lets you have um like any of the uh, the Nightingale masks, which is like the Thieves Guild in that game. Um, if you wear it, it hides your identity, so you can commit crimes as long as you're wearing the mask. And when you take it off, the bounty is only for wearing that mask. Like, this is the kind of shit that when you start getting into the mods, it makes a whole new game on its fucking own. You know what's funny? Is that some of the mods are just unofficial patches. Oh my god, dude. Fallout 4 has like a fucking laundry list of unofficial patches. Vinny and I on the podcast, last podcast, we were talking about games for Windows Live and how it actively fucks up like four or five different games that we tried playing and the mod community is how I'm able to play that game again. Resident Evil 5, 
Dark Souls. Uh, fucking Dawn Guard and um, Dragonborn for fucking Skyrim. The original DLCs are not on the fucking searchable list of items, and you have to fucking find them. It's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I've been playing Fallout Four and some Sniper Elite Four, which I just Ooh. found out is going to be a free game for PlayStation Four next month. Sweet. Sniper well, this Elite. month actually, August. It um, should be available. Did already. you ever play the the Hitler DLC? Uh, for, for three, for three, yeah. Uh, no, no, it was funny. But <laughs> I really love uh this series of game because I, we talked about like two weeks ago how much mm. we love Metal Gear, right? But Metal Gear is dead. So where am I gonna get my stealth action? Apparently, Sniper Elite is where I should get my stealth action because Hitman at this point is no longer gonna continue. Uh, well, here I have something. How do you feel about, because really, you're right, there really isn't anything to carry the Strictly Stealth Torch, but I was actually playing a game and streaming it the other day. Um, how do you feel about Last of Us being a stealth game? You know, I have to be honest, I started it, and then I never continued it. I should really finish that fucking game. No, it's, that's exactly how I was. The yep. beginning of the game has one of the most touching cutscenes of, of all time. It's just the voice acting of that little girl. You you know it was just her voice acting that made it so good. Yeah, but that that shit's like on point, my dude. Yeah, yeah. I guess because I the, I also had the same thing where I played the intro and I didn't go any further. Yo, Tim, so. we mentioned uh, multiverse in the beginning of where the segment. Where are you seeing these people? <laughs> Apparently, my phone is better than your. Good. Tablet. I'm glad. I will use your phone. Uh, again, multiverse this Saturday, Kickstarter this Friday for incident report. So, you know, I feel so proud that we'll have more, I get to nail that. We'll get the information in the description if you guys want to you know, follow it up. We got you ready. Um, but Also, uh, we're on Spotify. Please follow us there. Yes. Oh, my God. For, well, hopefully you're listening to this on Spotify for if my work hasn't gone anywhere. But, like, if not, yes, check us out on Spotify, iTunes. We're on a whole bunch of different platforms. Um, we're on Podbean as well, which I didn't even know was, like, a thing until like four months ago well yeah <laughs> but but anyway um no um last of us the reason why i bring it up is there's a lot of different like stealth segments in there oh no it's it's a stealth it's game. very stealth heavy so i'm wondering like you're dude like in the beginning of the game even on easy mode you're walking around with like five bullets how the yeah. fuck are you gonna kill like five zombies with five bullets so it might well, be i'm sorry a... clickers they're mm -hmm. not zombies well, clickers. clickers is a type of the zombies. So there's there's multiple types. There's runners, there's clickers, and that's, from what I've gathered so far, that's what it is. Alright. So, George <laughs> doesn't know this, but I'm going to spring it on him right now live. Oh no. I want two more people to join George and I for Operation Raccoon City. Like, no, God no. Stop. You said this fucking... wasn't a Resident Evil podcast. <laughs> you said this wasn't a Resident Evil podcast. I can't bring that shit up. No, we were we were talking about Last of Us. I was gonna say how stealthy and how we could use things oh, that yeah. Metal Gear Last Solid did. Last of Us did. has a fucking multiplayer. Metal Gear it? Solid Five came out right. If I was in charge of Last of Us, I would use as much knowledge as I could, based on what MGS Five did as a blueprint for stealth, and use that. Does that sound? Does that make sense? 
Yeah, but that has nothing to do with what I'm saying about Operation Raccoon City. I know, because that's my initial topic, and then you're side-blinding me with fucking Operation Raccoon City. I just City. want a land party. You remember those days back in, like, 2003, no one, where everybody showed up with an yeah. Xbox to play fucking Blood Gulch on Halo 2? Before people had Discord and fucking other things to connect to, we could connect on so many other platforms. But yes, if you guys would like to join us for Operation Raccoon City, much to my fucking dismay, it you won't can be join live. Us. It'll just be us and we'll drink. Fuck we'll it, play. I'll make it live. I don't care. How Who would cares? you make a PS3 game live? Easy, actually. I think I can do that. Yeah. Um, I've, I've streamed PS3 games before. What PS3 games have you streamed? I streamed... The HD collection of it, Silent Hill 1 and, uh, 2 and 3. No. You should. You should. <laughs> And dedicated no, to Tom That Hewlett. is not what I streamed. No, it was not. I Bro, think I streamed. All right, so Operate, I'm no. going to tell you guys a Dark little, like, little like, side story. We're in a group chat. George and I were like some other people. Hi, George. Hi, uh, Chris. What, what are you doing here? And he named himself Tom Hewlett. Oh, me? Yes. Yeah. Because well, everybody else was, was like. Todd Howard. Everybody else was naming themselves after Todd Howard after the fuck up of Fallout 76. So I thought, hey, you know, who else is another type of. Todd Howard archetype who says a lot of things in interviews and doesn't actually deliver on promises. Oh hey, Tom Hewlett has the can, same can fucking you do a TNH. Tom Hewlett impression. Uh, not really, because uh, part part of part of what we want to do is um, I just go into my room and I, I get I get really sad and I cry. Um, and then I think about Silent Hill and the franchise, and we we move in from there. Um, with the tears streaming down my face. That that's pretty good. I'm gonna try mine right now. Okay. So what we wanted to do with Shattered Memories was to, like, get really into what Silent Hill was and then completely <laughs> undo all of it. <laughs> really sh- we, we, we really, we really, we really want to want to show people uh, um, what this Silent Hill is. ASMR. <laughs> uh, what Silent Hill is uh, on the surface, because uh, a lot of people, a lot of people don't know um, Silent Hill is a town um, that has darkness in their hearts and it spews across all our faces. And we have to fill it with light. We have to fill it with light. <laughs> Dude, you, you fucking say that as a joke. You fucking say... Play the game. Play Book of Memories. Get, get to the fucking light boss. There is a light boss. Hold on. I thought Book of Memories was a good one. Which one was a good Hewlett? No. Is there a good Hewlett Silent Hill game? Was it Shatter Memories, the well, remake but, of one? But, but, no. I, but, I, but... All right, Hewlett is the creative director on all these games, okay? So he's in charge of things getting through the gates. I think he doesn't also necessarily... Also producer and also, like, voice casting director? Yeah, he does a lot of fucking shit on yeah, these games. Yeah, he was, like, the job guy on, like, five things, and then Konami told him, get out there and talk. Right, but the thing is, is I have a feeling the more involved... High to imperfect. Yeah, I know, for real, if only. <laughs> if he had more... or, or Okay. I feel like earlier on he had less involvement and as it progressed it was more and more involvement to the point where he was remaking the original 2 and 3 but not just remaking like literally remaking like he wanted to rewrite the script he wanted to change the story these were things that he wanted to do for a fucking HD collection like no you can't change the story to however you want it to be in case it needed to be said I hate to cut you off don't send death threats. Just well, yeah, obviously. What the fuck? Like, why? Why? There are people sending this? death threats. Let it go, guys. 
Just don't buy the game. But people send death threats for the stupidest shit, too. There'll be something where... where oh my um, god, bro. Somebody send death threats to Marvel because of uh, a Black Panther comic book where it was Black Panther and the crew. And then it immediately got canceled. But it was, it was mostly because it was very um, African-American empowering. And they were talking a lot of shit about like white people and stuff in that comic. So people started sending death threats. It's like, please, don't send death threats. If you don't like it, don't buy it, but don't send death threats. I mean, that's fucking pathetic. You can vocalize your concern or whatever the fuck, but like death threats means a whole other level. It means I'm going to kill you over a fictional something. Fucking Kevin Smith got death threats over dogma. Bro. How are you going to send death threats to Silent Bob? I, it's it's ridiculous by this point because I forgot what the game was, but like there was a a level designer. I I don't know if it was for Crash Team Racing or someone along those lines. There was a level designer who got a fucking a whole bunch of death threats just because he had his name on it. When really it was the publisher who was adding the DLC and the microtransactions themselves. So the people sending the death threats aren't even sending it to the right people. We mentioned it's whoever they see in the yeah. first place. We, we we mentioned earlier about Sonic, but yeah. Sonic Boom, Rise of Lyric, people were talk, like sending death threats to developers of the game because Sonic's my childhood. How dare you make him you're have killing, a scarf? You're killing the childhood I already had. Like, I, Fuck off. The, if your childhood is attached to like a fictional character, you need to let it go. To, like, All right, let's say my childhood, right? I'll say Courage the Cowardly Dog is a huge part of my childhood. I love him to death. Okay. If Courage the Cowardly Dog had a new iteration, I didn't agree with it, it was something completely different, I'm not going to let that change my experiences with Courage the Cowardly Dog. You know what I mean? Because I already had those experiences, and someone else having their own experience with something with a similar name shouldn't change my experience. Absolutely yeah, it's agree. annoying. Absolutely yeah, it's, a, it's annoying sometimes when someone is like, oh, I love the Resident Evil movies. Cool. It's good for you. But you know what? That's it. That's their business. What am I going to do? Am I going to go ahead and send a fucking email to Paul W.S. Anderson? You're destroying Resident Evil. You're ruining the literary genius that was Resident Evil. To be fair, yeah, okay. Resident Evil's not but, uh, well written. No, I know. That's what I mean. It's like, I just found out Shinji Mikami, like, really felt really bad about making Wesker look foolish in Resident Evil I sent you that picture. It was you one did. of my Bone King TV posts. Yes, it was from an interview. He's like, so Wesker's really foolish in RE1. He's like, I, we didn't, we didn't mean to make him foolish. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. Um. <laughs> There's going to be a day, guys, where George and I are just going to play like a best of 10 series of Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, where we just fill it up with just Wesker quotes. The entire game. Your health is lacking, Chris. <laughs> I uh, seven minutes. I see seven you. minutes is all I've got. You to have a, a level five super. <laughs> I see that, Jill. I will stop it. Cancel. Frame cancel. Oh shit! It's Ernesto. Advancing guard. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ernesto. What's up, man? Actually, uh, George, you yo Ernesto would be a really great guy to have on the show. He's actually a pretty decent photographer, and he likes Batman vs. Superman unironically, unlike fucking Jesus. Well, this is what we do on the show, <clears throat> is we, we like to bring differing opinions, try to find some middle ground, and just 
work from there. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shit on him for liking the film. I want to know I'll shit what on he likes about it I'll and shit. what we can do to push that forward. You know what I mean? Because there are I feel like Resident Evil Six. Oh is shit! Really... George Hernandez is watching. <laughs> yeah, no, I I jump back in. Oops. Um, but no, I you might like this George guy. <laughs> RE Six really opened my eyes in this weirdly enough. I feel like even in some of the worst things. You can find a smart idea that they were going for, but did not land. And okay, not I've, everything. I've oh my god, that. but not everything. I've, I've <laughs> done that. I've done that for Batman vs. Superman. But overall, it's just a terrible movie. Just like Resident Evil 6 is a terrible Resident Evil right. game. Right, right. Like, Notice I can, what I said. Yeah. A terrible Resident Evil game. If it was a game for any other thing, might have been good. But it's a bad Resident Evil game. I still say even... Well, yeah. It's still, regardless of the Resident Evil license, I'd still say it's like a B-plus title just because of how much fucking filler there is. It's... Oh, my God. It's redonkulous. Just so much nonsense Dude, that to fucking... Those scenes with, like, Jake and fucking Chris. The dick f- measuring. Oh, my God. And then Piers is jumping in on there, and it's oh! like, what the fuck is going on with you people? Like... The snow level at six. Oh my god. How is it that Sherry Birkin has aged so much, but Leon is still Leon? Because people are eternally 27. Jesus Christ. All right. uh, one of the last <laughs> things we should talk about, because I think we're running out of time. Uh, yeah. Like uh, you talked about what are you listening, and we talked about what are you playing, mm-hmm. but what are you watching? What are you what watching? watching? Uh, we did the same thing. Yeah, well, because we would, obviously. I haven't been watching much per se. Oh, well, you know what? I can say what I'm watching. While I've been troubleshooting my stream for the past four days, I've been listening to the Super Best Friends um, playthrough of Omicron. The fuck is Omicron? Omicron, the Nomad Soul, is David Cage's, uh, I wouldn't say first game, but one of his first big profile games. Um, It features David Bowie. Uh, yeah, as apparently when David Bowie saw the world he was making, he was taken aback and said, no, we're not just doing one feature. I'm writing all the music for the game. So David Bowie and a dude from The Cure wrote the fucking soundtrack to this game. This all sounds great, right? On paper. Remember I said David Cage when we started out, right? Okay. And that it's his first game. Right. So wait, wait, wait. <laughs> first game. I, dude, the quotation marks are not even big enough because the game starts out with a character going, Oh, oh my God, my name's Kale. I've been trying to find a way to communicate with the outside parallel dimension. I just managed to do it. You, you there on the other side of the screen, come here, come to our world. You need to, in- to inhabit my body to stop the evil. Use your computer to go in and defeat the evil that is Omicron. It's, it's, it's fourth wall breaking at the most ham-fisted possible. Like, every instance... This is a bit heavy, Doc. And then the, they talk about Omicron, the game itself, as being created by, by Astaroth, and it was a device created to, to capture the soul of gamers. And like, yeah, what do I do? What do I need to do to save my soul? You yeah, have to defeat Astaroth. Like it is horrible. The fucking quests are horrible. The way that you solve certain things are very immoral for the first part. Because there's a lot of body hopping mechanics. But when you hop bodies, the body you jump from just dies. So it's like, oh, if you want if you want a very good and anger-filled playthrough, watch the Super Best Friends channel. I know they're broken up. 
but they still have very good let's plays on their channel you know what i mean and wow that was a it's a fucking adventure just to see the different shit that they try to do the only thing i can equate uh super best friends with is the when's marvel joke when's marvel yeah because they had a guy there who apparently said no to a threesome with two girls just so he can play Marvel's Captain. I mean, I think you're talking about Wooly. Yeah, Wooly. Mainly because Wooly's the one who says when's Marvel, but I've never heard that story. Yeah, it was on another video that was like in the suggested, and I looked at it, and he was at a video game store playing Marvel, because that's how you have to say it. Marvel, Marvel. yeah, Marvel. You can't even say Marvel's Captain. You have to say Marvel. Anyway, so he's playing Marvel, and they're and they're like, "Dude, what happened to the two girls?" And he's like, "No, they wanted a threesome." I said, "No," and and the guy talking to him was like, "Why?" And he's like, "I want to play Marvel." Bro, to be fair though, like we don't know the context. We don't know who these ladies were. Maybe he just didn't want anything to do with them. Fair enough, right? Like who knows? It's true, but dude, a threesome being given to you. I, you gotta do Look, it. Look, Marvel versus Capcom. Marvel will always three. be there, Wooly. You got Marvel the will always be there. Always be there with three people. It'll George, never be lonely. Really quick to yeah. like throw back to Evo. Guess Yo. what? Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 had a tournament, but Infinite did not. Good. There was a side tournament and Marvel vs. Capcom 3 was there. Infinite was not. Fuck Infinite. No X-Men. No buy. Fuck you. <sighs> Even beyond that, like the fact how cheapy the models look and how recycled oh. it feels, I just I can be a part of it to be honest. You give me Chris Redfield, but no Jill and no Wesker and no. Well, you give me Nemesis, but Wesker's not an infinite. No. What? No. No, I didn't even know that. What really? He's not an. He's not an infinite. The only two Resi characters that are there is Re Five Chris. Yeah. And fucking Nemesis. Which Nemesis never, made it? Never? Yeah! Never, yes, Nemesis is there. Explain yeah. to me the... the How is Nemesis there, but not Jill? But see, okay. Because I, I can sort of see it in their head. They're like, RE5 represents new Resident Evil, and Nemesis represents old Resident Evil. And to be fair, Nemesis was my favorite part, and the whole reason I fucking bought Marvel vs. Capcom 3 Ultimate. I would have been totally fine with the regular one, but they added Nemesis and Frank West, but we won't, whatever. You know what I mean? Oh, um, so what am I watching? Yeah, yeah, um, did we cover what you're watching? No, not what I'm watching. We cover what you're watching. Uh, I'm watching JoJo. Ooh. Uh, I'm on, uh, season four. Yeah, let's fucking do JoJo's dances. I plan on doing, I actually developed my Zawado. own. Zawado! I actually uh, developed my own, um, you actually sound, you sounded like Wario. For a second. Zawario. Um, no, I developed my own JoJo pose. You want to see it? Yeah. Well, let me try and get on the camera. It's like this. You know what I mean? You could, depending on where the camera is, you gotta aim a gun up and down. Yeah. It's fun. You're you'll like season four, but you just you just miss Hamon. That's all you miss. I right? hate Hamon. Hamon is the worst. I dude, that's the whole reason why I I was like, oh my god, can we get that's, to something that's better? What Season, season two, two is. yes, I liked when season three went and brought in stands and made that. Oh, the thing. my my misunderstanding. 
Uh, no. Well, you'll love season four. Yeah. All stands and the stands get even weirder. Good, good. That's where I wanted it to go because it I just was t- gets weirder. Hamilton was just like, vague energy. It was the chakra in the Naruto universe. It was literally just any fucking MacGuffin we energy. We barely get Hamon in season three, which is really just Joseph. The stands are more creative, other than just whatever vaguely defined power. You get like song uh, uh, references in the in the stands, you know, like fucking um, bands that are referenced. Like that's cool shit. Have you? There's some of the the fan stands. Have you seen those? Those are fucking pretty incredible too. Paint it black. Paint it black as a stand. It's a cool idea. It makes everything black out. Sorry, I was doing a JoJo. No, I know, I know. But anyway. Uh, I think, what do we got? We got, I think we got like probably 10 more minutes. You think it, we, we saw, we talked about everything you saw. Did we talk about what you played? We're well, we should anything. talk about things that we've been doing that fan breaks has done. Okay. Yeah. We have a website. Yes. So did you know that? I, I didn't know this. I had to ask and find out on my own that we had a website and I'm like, all right, well, let me go on the Facebook group and see if I can find it. There was uh there was no link on the Facebook group. I had to add it myself. So there is one there now, folks. So if you want to see our website, yeah, go it ahead has and see everything, right? It has uh supposedly all of our social media links. Um yes, it has our YouTube, our Facebook, all of our stuff is on the front page and we just started talking about having the podcast be um displayed there. Yeah, so, so it's a it's a media player, right? Right, right. We have the media player. Welcome there. back to 2006, Windows Media Player. Yes, finally. Am I right? Yeah. So no, for real though. Um, everyone that's that's hearing out there, just want to go ahead and give a quick shout out to the website, mainly because we're planning to have more, you know, giveaways, more local tournaments, more local things to really put together and build a community here in South Florida. Um, granted, I know a lot of the the people that are in Fan Freaks, they're not all Florida based. But you there know, there is things that we have planned we separately for the international people. Yes, that are not located. Don't worry, we're Florida. thinking about you. We're thinking about you. George is. Okay. George was surprised to find out we got people that listen to us from fucking Texas and Britain. I was like, yeah. They're like, what do what do we do? We should hey, do Calvin. something. Hey, Calvin. Hey, James. But but another James. Not, not no, that's cool. But in general, that's what I want to go ahead and say is like we're going to be doing a lot more um, interaction. Oh, Michael. Uh, on the website so if you want to get some free tickets want to get some free access to shit hit us up that's what we're here for uh Um, we we have a website we have a twitter yes we have a twitter george Um, do you have a twitter i do and don't worry i'll be going into all of my information as soon as we're done with fan freaks i want to make sure we get all the information out there uh fan freaks has a twitter we don't have an instagram Mm -hmm. but don't worry um obviously we have a facebook and obviously we have a Spotify because you, you might be listening to us on there right we now. We also have an iTunes. You might be listening to it. So all these integrations are going down. Um, just keep an eye out. We'll, we'll go ahead and link to specific things if we're having a giveaway and we talk about it on the show. Don't worry. We'll have all that shit available to you. We just want to let you guys know that we are expanding as it were. One more time. I just want to say thanks to everybody who supported us. Uh, Adidore Media's Kickstarter starts... This Friday for incident report number one, be sure to donate. I will donate. You're not the only person that's going to be putting in money on this. Support independent comics. And speaking of comics, your local comic book store is celebrating its two-year birthday anniversary event on Saturday with John Boy Myers mm-hmm. and representatives from, uh, what was it? Uh, Angel has fallen, 
and Ready or Not are going to be there giving away merch Ooh, and Ready movie or tickets. Not. I just realized Ready or Not was one of the ones you said. Yeah. Yes. Ready or Not is going to be. Actually, I really like that movie. It's like not... the trailer. The trailer seems like a, it has my recipe. Simple premise. Horror <laughs> movie with a simple premise will get me through the door. You know what I mean? Yeah. That'll get me through there. All I need is a simple premise. I don't need you to overcomplicate anything. Just build up an expectation, subvert it for me, and we're golden. <laughs> also, of course, Michael Medina's Facebook group, Land of Wrestlers, and we also have Liz Oak's fucking Pokemon Center. They're still popping and they're still active. If you want to focus on those two specific things, you can go over here, there or you can talk about it on Fan Freaks. Here on Fan Freaks, you know, we like to, to point directions to the big fandoms. You know, everyone yeah. joins together and we're all one big happy family. Uh, Adrian, do we have anywhere that we can reach you in case we need to yell at you? Uh, I have a Twitter, but you can also find me on Facebook. Okay, uh, my you... Twitter handle is Adrian. Oh my god! Oh, is it embarrassing? A little bit. It's M D O D, which stands for Masterful Dude of Doodlings. Whatever. That's your freaking intro, so it actually makes sense. It's anyway. So well, it's fine. You can find him there, and you can find me, the Bone King, over at twitch.tv slash TV, or you can put that Bone King TV over on Twitter or YouTube. I'm there, too. You have a Facebook page. I have a fucking Facebook page now. I'm now a Facebook artist. I now post my memes all over the place. Um, I also post, you know, announcements of my streams and whatnot there, so if you're more interested in my gameplay for whatever reason, you can hit me up there. Um, this has been a fucking amazing show. I think the the amount of information we've given this stream has been more than we've ever done. <laughs> also, the amount of alcohol we've had. Woo! Really good. Uh, real quick, before we go, I want to say thank you guys for uh, listening. Thank you guys for following. Be sure to follow us on Spotify, on YouTube. We also have a YouTube thing that we will be putting stuff there. Um, before we circle logic, we love you all. Uh, we will see you next week, and uh, if I don't see you then... Wait, wait. Oh, 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 oh. Did you cut? No, I did not. You, you Video stopped Video games me. don't cause mass shooting. Stop. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, you didn't need to hear it from anywhere else. Come on. Everybody said it, it's, it's, like, Oh, I cannot say mm, it. I cannot believe... Mm. This is not a political podcast, but oh, boy, was I getting quite political that fucking afternoon. Um, when were you getting political? Uh, not on this show. All right, love you guys. Um, Ooh, I want to watch that. We'll see. Maybe maybe on the the, the stream, you you'll get more personal deets. Maybe if we feel more comfortable in a political environment, but I'd rather not cause division where there shouldn't be. <clears throat> anyway, I'll see you guys next time. Uh, this is Bone King signing off, dude. I don't know. We're gonna go play Resident Evil deck build. We're gonna go build some decks. Mm, feel it strong. Okay, I call I call Chris. I'm gonna be Jill. Uh, I love you guys. Bye. <laughs>